Hey, St. Louis, you want to talk about sandwiches? I know you do. If you've been to Chicago or watched The Bear on Hulu, you know all about the Chicago-style Italian beef. And those TikToks about New York bodega food? We've got that chopped cheese Sammy. Did you know that the Reuben is actually not an Irish dish? It originated in Omaha, Nebraska. Best of all, we make all of those and more at Central State Sandwiches. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook to see what we're dishing up each week. While our food truck is being built, we're currently holding service at Bootleg and Bob's in Tower Grove South every Thursday night. Central State Sandwiches. Quality. The following is a Klabes Online production. Welcome to Pro Wrestling Talk STL. Oh my God, wait a minute, it's Paul Bear! It's Paul Bear! And that, that's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane! That's gotta be Kane! Joe Roderick and John Marisek bring you the latest from WWE, AEW, the Indies, and more every week. There's absolutely no way Evan Ford's going for airborne, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, did he do it? Did he get it? Oh my God! He caught him in an RKO in midair. An RKO in midair. <laughs> Amazing. Right here on 590 The Fan, KFNS, and 590TheFan.com. Now. Here's Joe and John. And welcome on into a special edition of Pro Wrestling Talk STL here on ClabesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by John Marisek for the online-only version of the show this week as we're preempted due to fighting Illini basketball on 590 The Fan, KFNS. Uh, so we bring you the Klabes Online version of it, which means, hey, uncensored. And uh, John and I can do well. Oh, I can say bad words want. now. You can say bad words now oh, because this is great. only on Klabes' website. And I bet Klabes doesn't care. Uh, I, I'm going to guess Klabes doesn't listen to this show either this uh this week so no, he's, i he's think that he might see claves on the beach uh like sunday afternoon all you see him with his phone in his hand with a cocktail in the other underneath an umbrella and he's going to be not only listening but watching the show i i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with you on that i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna say that's okay. a hard no but john you and i are recording this uh about a half an hour after the end of friday night smackdown which is also something that we don't normally get to do with the regular show on 590 the fan uh and that's bring you more of a smackdown recap because well with this show i mean we're basically we we have smackdown to talk about and we have an elimination chamber to preview uh and I I got to tell you, I mean, what we saw on SmackDown tonight, the ending of SmackDown, the final eight minutes of SmackDown is going to go down as I, 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 I want to pause this. Depending on what happens tomorrow night and the next few weeks tonight, what we saw on SmackDown could be a, a historic moment in WWE history. Yeah, I through the, there's so many parallels with Daniel Bryan when he was going through his whole deal and it was very similar in that. It wasn't meant to be, but the fans were going to do everything they could to make it be. And it's it's the same thing. And it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. And no one wants to compare this to that whole yes movement angle that ended up being an angle for Daniel Bryan. Because that was so unique and so organic. But with every week, I mean, two months ago, 
I would, I, I, this, this, the whole Sammy thing still annoyed the hell out of me. I wanted, I didn't like it. I wanted it to go away. And then slowly and slowly as it continues to build and the fans are the ones who are driving it. It's impossible not to get caught up into it. It's impossible not to be excited for it. And it's really hard to ignore if you're the WWE having to make a huge decision with a monster event that you had earmarked for one guy to face one other guy for gosh, how long you I mean that could go back. What a year where the thought of this match started. I don't know. If, I don't know. I, you see, I, I disagree that this was, this has been the plan the whole time. I, I'm I talking about really, Cody. Oh, Cody. Okay. I thought you were talking about Sammy. No, I think versus, Sammy became a problem in the last month. I, and I, okay. So I'm going to disagree with you on Cody then with that too, just because I, I think going back a year ago, WWE wanted the main event of WrestleMania to be the rock versus Roman Reigns. Yes. That, and I would say as of SummerSlam, I think they wanted the main event to be the rock versus Roman Reigns. I think that Cody's injury last what May, June, whenever that injury was that, maybe put it in their minds that, okay, we can do that as a backup, mm-hmm. but I, I don't I don't know when the idea of having Cody go against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania became the full on plan, but Sami Zayn is truly kind of ruined some of those, or I guess has made a lot of people in that room reconsider what those plans should be. I think we could say, that the Cody thing became the plan they wanted when the rock said no, whenever that was, whether that was a month ago, two months ago, four months ago, then the Cody idea was probably brought to the forefront because it really is the only thing that made sense. The Sammy thing though, is it's fascinating and it's very cool to see that the audience can have such a large impact. And in that company, there's so many times when you watch that show and it drives me nuts. And I text you about it all the time that the crowd involvement is so small compared to AEWs until that segment comes on and Sammy Zayn appears. And when that happens, that crowd goes to a level you don't hear it the entire night. And it's impossible to ignore that. And it doesn't matter what your other plans are. You can't, you, you got one shot possibly to do this and you can't screw it up. And that where that's where we will get to at the end of the show, at the end of this, uh, this episode, we will get to how, how you can go about it. But I do want to talk about just the moment that we saw in the ring with Sami Zayn. I I will tell you, I was surprised they gave him his full entrance. They, I'm surprised they gave him his entrance tonight with the music because you have seen over the past few weeks, he has come through the crowd. He has shown up through the crowd. He has kind of just run in and taken over shows. And I thought we were going to get that again tonight. I thought we were going to wait and get the worlds collide entrance music. I thought that was going to happen tomorrow night. I thought that was going to happen Saturday night and the roof was just going to explode. I think though on Saturday night, the ovation will be the exact same as it was tonight. And they'll be ready for it. Now they can't wait for it. 
now they're excited for it. Let's can we can we also as you were saying that it just it kind of clicked into my head because the end was so great. Didn't even think about it at the moment. Can you think of a time when there was a go home show and there was a world championship match? The world champion didn't close the show. Wasn't there. And and that's great because that's amazing. That's that says so much about Sami Zayn. Reports online said that part of the audio issues, if you watch SmackDown on Friday, part of the audio issues were the fact that they that Fox had to mute the FU Roman chants. That it was so loud that Fox had to turn them off because it was so audible. That they could not air it. They could not put it over the airwaves. Not only that, so, it was so audible that they couldn't even use their their mute their pumped in crowd noise to drown it out. That's how yeah. bad it must have been because it would have sounded so inauthentic and stupid. So you can't waste that tonight because tomorrow you are going I, tomorrow night. If they do this right, Roman Reigns will enter first. His music will he will enter the match first. And he will be standing in the ring to no music. There will be nothing going on in the ring as the anticipation for Sami Zayn builds for his music to hit. And those chants will start again. And seeing in that moment, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in the ring reacting to that is is going to be gold. How do you think they handle that on Peacock, knowing that they know it's going to come this time as opposed to the last time when it just organically started? at the end of the Royal Rumble. I hope to God Peacock does not touch it and that they even put some sort of a disclaimer at the beginning or warning or rating at the beginning of it so that they can cover themselves. But for God's sakes, don't touch it because I'm with you. And I you the, another there's another spot where I've been changed. You know I hate the 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 idea of a world champion coming in first drives me nuts. I can't stand it. But in this instance, you are absolutely right. They should just let it happen. Music stops and let them stand there for 15 seconds. Silence. Just let it go. And that place will go bonkers. Yeah. It's going to be one hell of a moment. Now, uh, we'll, I guess we'll get into we'll get into the match part of it. But yet, then there's another way that things could go at the end of the night, too, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. So uh, that and, you know, we, we saw last week, we saw Paul Heyman tell Jimmy Uso not to show up tonight. Um, we, we do know that's, that's another big thing going into tomorrow night too, is if the, the Usos are going to be allowed in the, uh, in, in Canada tomorrow night, uh, due to their prior DUIs due to their arrests. We, we don't know what that, uh, what, what's going to happen with that. So, uh, you know, we, we talked about, you talked about how everybody just waits for, that one moment, everybody was waiting for Sami Zayn tonight. It was smart of them to start off the night with Natalia. How does the rest of the pay-per-view go tomorrow, knowing that everybody is just waiting for 9.30? Everybody's waiting for 9.30 to hit so the main event can get started. Will the crowd be into it the rest of the night? It's going to be tough. It'll be hard. I mean, fortunately, they've got a lot of talent on this show. and The, the chamber match, you, you could start with the men's chamber match. So you start on fire or you start with Brock and Bobby. So you start on fire. One of those two right out of the gate, the match that's going to be the worst spot to be in, in the entire show is when everyone figures out there's one left. 
And is that you tonight or yeah. on uh, after SmackDown? It happened with Gunther in the ring against Madcap. Yeah, that you know the when the Olay chance started, it, it seemed like they rushed to that finish really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I agree. And, and Gunther is over. Gunther is. I mean, the the crowd loves him. His entrance was the crowd loved his entrance. The crowd loved his match. But after so many slaps, you're like, all right, all right, let's let's finish this up. We're we're good. Let's uh let's see what we uh well, come on, let's let's get to it. So uh, you so tomorrow night though, you you talk about getting to it. You talk about getting to the final match. There's only five matches on the card tomorrow. There's only five matches. And they're in a situation where uh, you you have these matches that could that that could get the crowd behind it to where I, I don't know where you place them all. Do you oh I mean, do you you're gonna open with an elimination chamber match, right? Do you open with the women just to get it over with? You're right. You do have to kind of you have to get creative with this this thing, uh, and you, you kind of got to alternate them. I think if you did a chamber match, and then you did the mixed tag, and then you did another chamber match, and then you did Brock and Bobby, which isn't going to go long. I think everybody knows that's not. It can't go long. It should never go long. Right. But it's going to be physical. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be full of ooze and ah moments. And then you'll have enough, and it'll be fast enough. You're not going to get the crowd up so high that they're going to come down. And it'll be fast enough that they won't get bored. Chamber matches are great, but they take a long time. Right. And after a while, it's like, okay, we, we get it. Let's go. Come on. We've seen these guys for 25 minutes. That's let's go home. That's we're fine. Bobby and Bobby and Brock come in. They beat the living shit out of each other for 10 minutes and go home. Everybody's happy. Run a long promo into the match. And that place will be on fire, and you won't have the. Oh, I, I think that's your best chance of not having the Olays. You sure as hell don't want to put the mixed tag right before it. I think you do. No, I think you do. Good God, because, no. Because all of those, because I, I think that you get a different reaction to the crowd. You know that Edge and Beth Phoenix, they that they their reaction, their entrance is going to be so over. It you doesn't matter with the that, entrance. It matters five minutes into the match what's going to happen. Okay, that match doesn't need to be. I mean. So is that why you're saying because Lashley and Lesnar would be a five minute match? Are you saying that's why it'd be fast and physical and done? You can't this edge. The the mixed tie is going to be going to be 10, 15 minutes with entrances. You are going to get the crowd behind it, behind it though. Yeah. But after about five, six minutes of it, what's going to (sighs) happen? I don't know. Are people excited? Okay. Let me ask you. How excited are you about watching Beth Phoenix and Edge against Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley? I, I think Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley are over right now, and I think that could be a physical match too. Yeah, but if it came on, if that came on or the other one came on, which one would you rather watch? I, I mean, if you're if you're getting to the finish line, there, Lashley Lesnar. That's that's kind of my point. It doesn't. It you have to look at it. If I, I'm the way I'm looking at it is what is the shortest distance between two matches before and the main event. And that's, that's the one it can't be. It cannot be a chamber match because they'll, you put the women's chamber match before it and they'll boo the Holy hell out of the thing about halfway through. Yeah. You, that I think, I think we both agree. You cannot have 
the women's chamber match before the uh, main event. And I think even the men's one would get eventually people just be like, I think it's just, they're just too long. And that's the I, only thing is that it's yeah. just speed. We, the longer you're going to have that match before the main event, the, the, the harder it's going to be for that, for that match. And that's going to be really hard for the talent. And this is, again, I want to make clear, this has nothing to do with the actual talent in the match. It's just, this is a very unique show and that you've got big matches with a lot of talent, but in the eyes of the fans, this is a one match show. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. A hundred percent. What did you think of uh, the, the, the newest wrinkle to Bray Wyatt uh, coming out in the fashion that he did and kind of calling out the winner of Lashley and Lesnar? I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, t- I'm bored with it. And then it's the Firefly Funhouse is coming. That's wonderful. I, I'm tired. It's the same. It's still, it, it's just dragging slow and slow and slow. Just tired of it. I was done at the rumble. I was done. When's it going to get, when's it going to get like a new exciting? When, you know, how many, how many months have you been, you've been all, everybody been, when's the reveal? Here's reveals are coming. Reveals. We don't nothing, nothing. We're still at nothing, really. Are aren't we? Are we? Have we learned anything else? Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Bray versus Lashley was the initial plan for WrestleMania, but it looks like that's what uh, we're going to be getting. Let me ask you this, because you're you're I'm, I love the Bray thing, but you're like way more into it than I am, and have been from the beginning, but especially now. Do you feel let down by how all, do you think this thing has been botched at this point and that, that they took something that had this really great momentum and just blew it? I do. I, I think that there was, I think, I don't know where, but there was a, there was a misstep along the way and I don't know what happened or where it happened, but, but something, something got messed up along the way. The initial but, plans, the the original plans are not happening the way that we thought they would. They certainly can't be what they thought. And again, and it's hard when we don't know, but I think we know the way that they try to do storytelling in that company. It's, it's not that they don't typically try to draw something out this long without answers. Usually it's the opposite where it's way too fast and almost feels like, well, we had this plan and that got screwed up. And so we just kind of dragged it to this while we were trying to figure it out. And we still haven't figured it out. We had to figure it out. Then that didn't work. Now we're moving on to the, like everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. And Bray's just like trying to tread water. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know if I would say things have, have gone wrong. I just think there's something there. There's part of the story. I think they messed up on and now they're maybe having to go back into it and revise the direction that all of this is taking. And I don't know where, I don't know what that misstep was. I, I just, I'm not sure. Because when you and I were at SmackDown and we saw all of this take place on the screen, I mean, it was still going in a certain direction. So at some point, that whole thing just changed. Yeah, it sucks because they yeah. worked really, really hard and spent a lot of time and a lot of months in preparation just to get the whole in arena thing done during downtime, that whole thing figured out and then to bring in the QR codes and then to do the reveal or the tease to the reveal and then the reveal. And then good God, how many months ago was that at this point? And we're still sitting here pretty much at the same place, except 
They've had the one gimmick match and some more appearances between the two of them live in a ring. It just, I, it sucks because God, it was so cool and exciting. Yeah, it. Uh, well, well, I guess we'll see where they uh, where they head after we figure out who Bray's facing at WrestleMania. Where Where do you want it to go? Like, where do you think it can? Like, how do you how do you get it back on the tracks where it is right now without like going away for a little bit and then coming back like a refresh? I think I, I think the same problem that hurts Bray hurts a lot of other people, and that is their. There, there, there's only one belt, right? Roman has both belts. Gunther has had the Intercontinental title for 250 days. Austin Theory is the U.S. champ, and it doesn't make sense to put Bray versus him. So you're trying to find other avenues to keep Bray interesting. And I don't know. Maybe they don't know how to do that without a, without a belt included. Yeah, that's fair. My thing with him coming back was my uh, the first possible opponent in my head for him coming back to me would have was Seth Rollins and bring him back against the star and make him a star and have them fix that abomination of a hell in the cell match that they had in the red cage and the red lights it was trash that could have been awesome do that first and then from there you have a jump off point to where you could do anything with him I think you could do anything because you've put him in there with a big star right out of the gate. Then maybe you go to LA night, but starting him with where he's supposed to be the top guy working with the younger guy. I it just, it, it didn't make sense to me. And now, like you just said, like now, how do you figure it out without putting a belt on him? Which is, which is really like, think how terrible and lazy that is that we have to think like that, but that's kind of where it is. Right. Like after this, like, where do you put him? Yeah. Let me ask you this. Are you, um, is there, are, are you bothered at all that Cody is nowhere to be seen on the card tomorrow? No, he shouldn't be. He doesn't need to be there. I, I perfectly honest. I hate that there's a championship match. I, it, it I, I don't like this pay-per-view at all because I like coming out of the Royal rumble where you have your main event set and that's it and nothing can happen to it. And then you, just like a like a prize fight you spend the next two months leading up to that match and it culminates at the biggest show of the year that's the way that i prefer the thing to be so i'd be totally fine if him and roman weren't on it and the only things featured on this show were the united states championship the intercontinental championship and even pull the women's championships off the show uh if you want or have one of them be on the show but that's that it doesn't I, i have no problem yeah, I I know he's wrestled on Raw. I think though, if you are trying to sell pay per views or sell WrestleMania, I think you put him in a big time. I thought maybe him versus Finn Balor would have been a good match, or instead of Beth Phoenix, maybe you did something. I know I said this. I said this in prior weeks. Edge, Rey Mysterio, and Cody against the uh, against Judgment Day. That that would have been I, what I would have done. In that no, scene. I think your idea of Finn Balor right out of the, for this one would have been fun and great. And they said they did the entire angle in uh, in in two segments and on Raw the first night after. Um, maybe it's as simple as as simple as he's not ready to do a pay per view match yet, and a pay per view match for Cody is twenty minutes, 
balls to the wall. Okay, then I, then, you know what? That's I, I maybe that's what some people need to see before he main events WrestleMania. Well, and I saw that he's on. He he had recently done an interview where he's on the road, um, and he's working tag matches. So he's not even doing full, uh, full length singles matches uh, on the road yet. And you got to think that he's going to be doing live events as a singles before he gets to WrestleMania, which is still weeks away. And I don't know where he is in all his rehab. I mean, to get back and from a torn pec surgery to do what he's done is pretty remarkable. And to re- work a match at all is pretty remarkable. But is he ready to work a 20, 25 minute pay-per-view quality match in his eyes? Is he ready to do it the way that he wants to do it? Probably not. And might as well wait and save it for when it matters the most. You want to see him in his first big major match? You're going to pay for it. So does that factor into the decision of whether or not WrestleMania becomes a triple threat match? Hmm. Oh, now that's, I didn't even think about that. It could. Absolutely. I don't think it's a determining factor. I think Sammy's the determining factor. I really do believe he's going to shove his way in there, whether they like it or not. And they're going to have a very tough time not doing it, no matter what happens this weekend. I mean, I, I don't know how you get, I don't think there's a way you get out of the match tomorrow night and think that it's, it's over. I think it's possible. I think it just gets stronger no matter what happens. So let, let's get into let's get into the main event tomorrow because I, I think it's it's clear that I, I don't think we really care what happens in the men's chamber, the women's chamber. I, I just I, I don't think any of that really means much of anything right now. As you've as you said, it's a it's a one match show tomorrow night. That's that's what it is. It is Sammy versus Roman in the main event for the uh, uh, undisputed Universal Championship. <sighs> I don't, if you, I think you said this last week that, and I, and I don't know, I've, I've heard others say this, that if Cody was to win WrestleMania and you kind of kick the can with Sammy down the road, there is not going to be a better time to put the, put Sammy Zayn, put the belt on him in his entire career than it would be tomorrow night. Yeah, you're probably right. If he wins the championship tomorrow and loses at WrestleMania, I don't think anybody complains. But if he loses tomorrow night, then they might want to escort Roman and everyone from the back out as fast as they can. What happens? Let's go over scenarios here. Where Sammy doesn't win. Okay. Which is worse? Roman Reigns winning clean or and let's say when I say winning clean, I'm saying winning the same manner. He beat Kevin Owens at the Royal rumble. Roman clean. Right. Where he just absolutely annihilates his opponents. And, and it just, I mean, you know, spears just vicious blows, everything and wins clean. Or Jey Uso turns on Sammy, shows his loyalty to the bloodline. Sammy Zayn gets screwed over. Are we talking about like for the business or for the safety of everyone involved? I am talking about in that <laughs> arena. What I'm talking about is the scenario of how things will play out in that arena 
which one is uglier between Sami Zayn getting screwed and Sami Zayn getting beat clean? You texted me that if he gets screwed tomorrow night, it's going to look like the NWO in the ring. <laughs> and I yes. think you're right. And I think there's a part of them that is kind of like, I wonder what would happen if. <laughs> and I would be too. From a business standpoint, that's the way to do it. Without question. Is to have Sammy ready to win and get screwed. That takes the whole thing to another level. And then he, then you have to put him in the match at WrestleMania. And then it's then everybody is happy. And that is then that WrestleMania becomes a one match show, which it might already be anyway. But if Sammy and if Sammy and Roman and Cody are in the, in the main event on Sunday night, it's a one match weekend. And I'm totally fine with that. And I'm, and I'm there for like this really, it's the only thing I care about in the whole company. It's the only thing I really, really care about. I, uh, you know, it has been so long. I'm trying to think the last time we saw a, a ring get littered like that. I, that's just not, I mean, that's not something that happens. That is not something that happens anymore in, in the 2020s. It wasn't something that happened in the 2010s. I, you don't, you don't throw items in, into the ring anymore. You do that, you get arrested. Mm-hmm. Is, is WWE ready to allow fans in Montreal to do that? I don't know. Do you, are you really allowing you, it? I mean, do you tell security, be like, Hey, here's how we're going to end the show. This might happen. Let it go. Don't arrest the building. Tell them if, to stop, but don't arrest them. Right. Yeah. You can don't, do I mean, if somebody's I mean, throwing batteries, okay, that's, you know, don't, don't do that. But if they're throwing right. their commemorative elimination chamber cups, you know what? Let it, let it fly. Yeah. It's probably a discussion that needs to be had just to smarten up security. When's the last time that they had to have that kind of discussion? God, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it may have happened during Daniel Bryan's thing. So much, so much stuff that really pissed people off happened during that. Again, how, how many times in the last 20 years have people been this emotionally invested in anything in the world of professional wrestling, especially in the WWE? So much of it has just been cookie cutter. I, I do something bad to you. You do something bad to me. The fans cheer for you. They don't cheer for me. We have a match. I win. We have a match. You win. We have another match. One of us wins and we go to the next. It's like rinse, repeat over and over. There's like this Daniel Bryan. And then what, <laughs> where do you go back from there? I wasn't watching all the way back from there. I guess the closest thing then to me would have been with Cena and rock for two years doing their thing. And then you had stuff with punk, right? That was just as emotionally charged as this is. And then you have to go all the way back to, I mean, hell, even during the WWE's Attitude Era days, how many were of those were that emotionally invested? Like Austin McMahon you had, and that was for a while. And then on the other side, you had the NWO. And these are like, look at how many we've named in how many years. And then if you go to AEW, you've got, I mean, they haven't been around very long. You don't really have anything that's been that long term over there. The closest thing was Hangman going through his thing, but that was, I wouldn't put it anywhere near any of this stuff. Is there anything in other companies that you can think of? You saw, you saw the emo. No, there's, there's, there's not. No, I'm, I mean, I go, uh, you know, I'm thinking of when Mick Foley won, won the title, and 
you know, the amount of help that he had to win that title. Sami Zayn, if he wins tomorrow, he's he's not having, I mean, DX and Stone Cold aren't coming down to help him beat Roman. It's it's going to be Sammy on his own, or if anything, Jey Uso or Kevin Owens. Like it's yeah, going to be Kevin Owens. That it would be it would be something along those lines. I mean, Jesus Christ, could you imagine if Kevin Owens comes down and smokes Roman with a chair, and Sammy crawls on him and pins him one, two, three? I I mean, <laughs> you're you when you talk about reactions. I mean, Daniel Bryan won his at WrestleMania in in New Orleans. And the crowd, the crowd went crazy for it. I mean, Mick Foley won his on a Monday Night Raw. You're going back. I mean, you're you're talking Lex Luger beating Hogan, making Hogan tap out at the torture rack. I mean, that that kind of level of response is what we could be in for tomorrow night. The sound when Stone Cold's music hit the night that Mick Foley won. Well, I remember watching it live in college. I've never heard. I still like. There are very few sounds in an arena that have ever been at that level period. I mean, like Daniel Bryan winning Austin's music hitting that night punk when he returned to AEW and then whatever Sammy's thing tonight into whatever in the world is going to happen tomorrow night at elimination chamber. I mean, that's, it, it, no matter what you're, you mean, think about this here. Here's a difference in two companies too, right or wrong. If this were, if Tony Khan and AEW were the ones booking this with how the Sammy thing has happened with where it is, with what happened tonight, do you have any doubt that Sammy Zayn would be the winner tomorrow night? If AEW was the one booking this? <sighs> I mean, I I just I, I think the the biggest thing for me that plays into this right now is Roman Reigns has been the champion for nine hundred days. You you texted me the numbers yesterday. Bring bring up what you texted me. Oh, we had so many yesterday on <laughs> on that when you were talking nine hundred days. We've seen in, in in recent years, we've seen Cena and CM Punk go a full calendar year. That's 365 days. Roman Reigns has been the champion for over 900 days. That That is the only thing right now that gives me any kind of pause to say that I think that Sami Zayn clear cut wins the title tomorrow night because when you get to 900 days, I feel like it has to be done absolutely perfect. I think it is. I think this is like, some, but okay, well, let me ask you this then. Okay. What is, what is absolutely perfect to you? Like what, what does that, what does that mean? You know, it's not like Roman is going to get to, you know, for him to get to a thousand, we're going a few more months down the road. For him to get anywhere near the next person on the list is like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to do it between now and WrestleMania, there's no damn difference. <sighs> like what's one, what's nine, what's nine forty? Right. Who cares? And once you get to there, I mean, I'm to the point too, where I'd love to see 
because I don't think it'll ever happen. Again. I mean, I who who would have thought that Roman would have been the guy? I mean, were, are we ever could could you ever imagine another run like this? I mean, where somebody's champion for a thousand days. Well, it's the right guy, and there's nobody else. Right, right. I mean, it's it's a perfect storm. It's the right guy and nobody else. I think perspective on this. I found that text. The Rock's longest reign was 119 days. Austin's longest reign was 175. Those two are considered absolute icons in the history of the business. And that's all that they had. And Roman has 900. Roman's with Bruno and Bruno and Pedro Morales and Bob Backlund and Hulk Hogan. And then Roman Reigns. That is a hell of a group. And he deserves it. I mean, what he's done through this whole stretch has been remarkable. Yeah, that's I when you just I mean when like the names that you just mentioned like Hogan you didn't mention Hogan's name? Yeah, Hogan. At 900? Yeah, Hogan is at uh, 1400. He when was that? At what point was that? This was pro Let's see here. Give me a second, I'll go find it. Yeah, I I can't remember when that would have uh when that would have been. So so we go over, I mean, so you go over the scenarios. I mean, for people that are listening to this on Saturday morning right now, I, I think if you are going to be invested in this match tomorrow night, which if you're watching it on a Saturday night, yeah, 100% you're going to be invested in it. Think to yourself, are you ready for the amount of near falls that we are going to see Sami Zayn get in this at some oh, yeah. point, at some point in this match, there's going to be a ref bump, and Sami Zayn is going to cover Roman Reigns for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. If nobody runs over the barrack, jumps over the barricades, <laughs> <laughs> if not a single <laughs> Le Habitant jumps over <laughs> into the ring to try to wake the referee up in that scenario. Get up, pal. I, I went, Get up, you hoser. Yes. <laughs> Throw him into the ring. Why are you knocked oh out? Oh, my God. <laughs> Security's going to have to be on high alert all across the board. Right. And that's it. That, and you know what? And that's just a credit to, to Sammy, but it's a credit to Roman. <laughs> he's leaned into this thing for a guy who was supposed to be stupid Uber baby face three years ago, four years ago. And to see him lean into this thing and grow into it and become, and he's, he's become you know, the most hated person in the company, but it's a good thing. <laughs> Finally, a good thing. It's really cool. I mean, the, the whole thing is just, it's masterful. It's beautiful. God, I, I mean, I I have been excited for Royal Rumbles. I've been excited for Summer Slams. I get excited every year for WrestleMania. I can never remember being this excited to watch a pay-per-view as I am for Elimination Chamber on Saturday night. And this is always the dumbest pay-per-view of the year. The Between the Rumble Mania pay-per-view. I mean, I unless, this you're, <laughs> unless you're there live and you get to see Undertaker get lit on fire. Right. Which is fine and unexpected for all involved. Mm-hmm. But it's, this is the, this is the, this is the annual throwaway pay-per-view. We'll put the, uh, we'll, 
you know, it's kind of like we'll put the U.S. Cha- the U.S. Championship in the chamber so that there's a title match. You could just have five guys, you know, put these six guys in the chamber and have them wrestle for nothing. No one cares. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Doesn't that doesn't really matter. I hate. By the way, I hate that we're having championship matches for when people actually have the belts and they're not vacated uh, in in a chamber match. It's effing stupid. Both of them. Anytime that happens. So like having one that is for a championship cha- shot, that's great. But this is stupid. But it doesn't matter. You know, like I hey tomorrow, my daughter's got a volleyball tournament. Plays in the afternoon. I don't know what time I'm gonna get home. But I don't care if I miss the show. I'm going to be home in time to watch the last hour. That's all I care about. That's all I need to see. I don't need to see the rest of it. It's fine. I'll see it all later. I'll read about whatever. As long as I'm here for the last hour. See, I I differ from that just because I'm I'm going to see Ant-Man and Wasp, uh, Quantumania, at 4.30 tomorrow, which means I will be home by 7 o'clock when the show starts. I want to see how hot that crowd is from the second that that – I mean that opens that the show opens. I want to see, yeah, that cr- how that crowd take because the cr- I mean you also have to assume that these are smart wrestling fans that know that Sami Zayn can't be out there for three hours, and they mm-hmm. know that there are four matches they have to sit through before they get there. Will they be antsy by match four? Absolutely. How will they react though for those first three matches? They'll be on fire. I want to go first. I want to go first, and I don't want to go right before. Those are the two. Those are the two spots. First is going to be fine because they are. They're going to be on fire. Yeah, and you. You know what? You 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 have a lot of Canadians in this uh, in this show too. So you you do you you do have you know that's true. You do. Didn't think about that. So. I, I, that's smart. It's smart to have all of these Canadians on here to keep the crowd interested in it because you, you have, you have edge, you have Natalia on there. So you, you can use them in, you know, to, to keep the crowd at bay. Uh, does Brock count? I, He's, I mean, he lives there, but not necessarily Canadian. Yeah. I, I mean, everybody loves Brock. It doesn't matter. Those guys can do so, it. They, that's the one match they could put anywhere on the card, and they're fine. Everybody yeah. else, they're going to have to be very, very careful of. All right. Answer me this. Does Sami Zayn win the belt on Saturday night? No. I don't know what I want to see. I don't know if I want to see that Daniel Bryan yes moment or if I want to see the NWO litter the ring moment. I don't know which one I want to see more. For business, the best decision is for him to not win, to get screwed, and to put him in the match at Mania. And I hate saying that because I hate a triple threat at WrestleMania, but sometimes... It, 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 you know, it's necessary. And I think we're kind of here because it doesn't matter. Like, again, the mass, the main forcing his way into mania has to happen, whether he wins or he doesn't win. I mean, hell, if he loses a triple threat at WrestleMania, people aren't going to lose their minds. He got there, he got into that moment. But if he were to, you know, lose tomorrow and not get into that moment, then, then, then you have a problem. But I think either way, so, and if he wins, he's into that match, right? Unless he loses at a Raw. 
before then or a SmackDown before then, which they're not going to do that. So I think that if the end game is that he is in the WrestleMania match, he loses and he loses by somebody screwing him over. And it just sets up the next six weeks and where Cody fits into this thing, they'll figure it out and they'll slide in there just fine. But how he's used will be if no matter what happens, however, the, how the Cody thing plays out when it is the only thing going on Cody and WrestleMania against blank, that's going to be fascinating and fun to watch. If, uh, if they stick with the plan of having Sammy and Kevin Owens face the Usos for the tag titles at WrestleMania, how uh, how flat will that fall on the Very. on the fans? Very. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that yet. Yeah. yeah, eventually, sure. Absolutely. And you can use this to get there. That's fine. But you can't, no matter what happens tomorrow night, you can't, you're not coming out of that thinking that this part's done. It's not. Whether he wins or loses, it doesn't matter. Sammy and Roman's part is not over. Their thing is not completed tomorrow night. And it's not like you go, well, we'll just hold on to that for three months. No, you can't. You can't afford to because in three months, this may not be there anymore. No, well, that's, that that's yeah, it, it had you. This is this is the peak right now. This is the peak. You can't wait any longer. Yeah, there's no shelving anything. It has to be. It has to happen. So All right. Want, what do you want or what do you think is going to what do you think is going to happen? As of, I, I, I think they put the belt on him. I'm fine with that. I think I'm fine I, with either of those. Yeah, I don't think. I that think we they. I think they put the belt on him. I think they find a way to turn Cody. I think Cody gets pissed because it was supposed to be his moment. You turn. You make Cody a heel. But how do you do? Okay, but how? If they have. Okay, now you. Every you don't even have to be in the WWE to be familiar with how that machine kind of operates. So if you're bringing somebody back from a long time down and you have huge plans for them and you're bringing them back as a baby face and that's the plan all the way through, the first thing you do throughout that planning process is you come up with a merch plan and you have somebody coming yes. off this injury who's the sympathetic baby face who's got this great story and you want to sell the holy shit out of him, right? Right. And that's Cody Rhodes. Now, you can't just order t-shirts and junk three weeks before this takes months to get taken care of from designs and approvals and changes and then production. You know, WWE is not making t-shirts in their, in a warehouse in Stanford somewhere. Those are being made way away from there and they take a long time to make. So they've got boxes on top of boxes and crates and crates of t-shirts to go to all of these events, live events, TV events, and especially WrestleMania, which I've never been to a mania. You've been, uh, I assume that when you go to those merch stands, they have more than one or two shirts for the guys that are in the main event. Right. Right. Yep. It's, it's heavy duty onslaught of merch inside, outside fan fest store, which is, gigantic hell even at the rumble we had a huge fan store inside the the dome that had racks of roman stuff like he had three racks of gear you know cody has three racks of gear in boxes so like how do you (laughs) i don't know how you do that this god it's just it's this is fun and it's it's fun to see the stuff in the ring because it's because the stuff in the ring is just as fun to talk about outside the ring it's not just talking about you know rumors and this and that they kind of are 
together, but in a fun way, in a positive way. These are like all good problems to have, but they're scary problems, I guess, if you have a lot of money invested into some of this and you don't know how the fans are going to react. And I guess that's the scary part mm. is they could flip on Cody at a moment if you're not careful. And I don't even, and you maybe not even sure how to be careful because it happened once before and they didn't try and they didn't do anything wrong or different. And it just happened. And if this is, if there's a misstep, you know, what it, it's, it could be concerning what happens. The only thing I can tell you is no matter what happens in this, they're going to all hate Roman to hell. And the FU Roman chants are going to go all the way through Los Angeles. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's you know, that's a great testament to Roman too, for <laughs> what he is, uh, what he has done with this. And we continue to watch one of the greatest stories ever told in the history of wrestling. Hey, we will be back next week on 590 The Fan KFNS. And once again, uh, we will also be brought to you by Central State Sandwiches. New sandwich and appetizer food truck opening in 2023. If you follow them on Instagram, you could see all the work that Kyle is doing right now. And you can also see each and every week what sandwiches he's going to be featuring on Thursday nights out at Bootleg and Bob's at 3457 Morgan Ford Road. And most of the time, those include the Philly or my favorite, the chopped cheese. You can find them all. Search Central State Sandwiches on Instagram and on Facebook and see everything that they have going on. And hey, if you're interested in having Kyle work one of your parties or events, find them online at centralstatesandwiches.com. If you are listening to this on Saturday morning, we are just hours away from one of the most anticipated premium live events in the history of the WWE. And uh, I would say probably uh, top five, maybe top three. That is not one of the big four pay-per-views when it comes to anticipation all time. It is going to be a really, really fun show to watch on Saturday night. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us at John Marisek, at Joe Roderick, and we will uh, be here to recap it all on 590 The Fan next week and right here, wherever you podcast. Pro Wrestling Talk, STL. For John Marisek, I'm Joe Roderick. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.